Hello and welcome to the West Ham Online Podcast. Enjoy the episode. Hello everybody and welcome back to the West Ham Online Podcast. We're up to episode 16 now, so we're getting quite a way in. Um, I'm expecting a break soon, but we'll wait till the season's over. And um, yeah, this should be another interesting one. Tomorrow, we've got Newcastle um, at St James's Park. And if we win, I think top six is pretty much guaranteed. And I'm feeling nervous already because Newcastle, it just so happens as soon as they play West Ham, their two best players are back in action. Um, So yeah, this is an interesting one. Today, I'm joined by... A guy who's got 11.5 thousand followers on Instagram, it's R underscore NUFC. How are you doing? I'm doing good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Um, How are you feeling about your season? Well, <laughs> I think obviously all Newcastle fans on a whole, obviously it could have been a lot better. Steve Bruce, I don't know how he's still here. In a sense, yeah. I think Bruce is quite lucky we're not in the ground because... Something could happen by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I reckon if you're in the ground, Mike, um, Mike, Ashley, Mike Ashley, sorry, Mike, have had to take action, but you never know with that man. He probably doesn't care too much. So, no, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get started straight away. How are you feeling ahead of t- tomorrow's game? Obviously, looking into tomorrow's afternoon, tomorrow afternoon's game, obviously, like you said before, when you were doing the intro there, Callum Wilson back, seeing Maximum back. It's a massive, massive positive for us going into that game because you've seen Alan say Maxwell against Burnley last week. He was the difference maker, really. He was the one that got with the three points. So, yeah, I'm a lot more confident with them two back in the side. Yeah, yeah. As I say, Wilson, before he um, got injured, was one of the Premier League's top scorers. Yes, a few penalties in there, but... There was a game particularly at Goodison Park, I think, where he was absolutely fantastic. And he always likes to go against West Ham, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, hopefully we can keep him quiet. We played you in the first game of the season. You beat us 2-0. Yeah. Where, how, what was you thinking after you were seeing West Ham's form? How on earth are they there? It's, you know, obviously start the season... I really wasn't expecting to get a win there, to be honest. Obviously, that went quite well. But obviously, looking at how he's a performer now, even though we've got the two best players back and it gives him a bit you know, more confidence, it's going to be a really hard game tomorrow. Lingard's scaring us. I don't know what he's up to, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Lingard's in top form. I mean, if he carries on his form in tomorrow's game, he's got a win player of the month, in my opinion. But he's been robbed twice already, so wouldn't be too surprised. Um, but tell everyone what why has your season gone so badly? Um, what has what has happened basically? Well, I think many people outside of Newcastle just think we're all just gunning for Steve Bruce for the crack of it, really. But when you sit down, watch Newcastle week in week out, he genuinely doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Like mm-hmm. if you were to, if you were to give David Moyes your manager or any other manager for that matter. The squad of players we've got, I reckon we could be a top 10 side easy. Mm-hmm. But Bruce just doesn't have a clue and it's literally down to him. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I think his tactics have been very negative, haven't they? Um, who would yeah. you say, apart from Bruce, in the team is particularly underwhelmed this season? Um, another one, this is quite a controversial one, actually. I don't think too many people actually agree with me when I say this. Jamal Lascelles. And yeah. many people say, oh, he's our best defender. He's not. The only reason he starts week in, week out when he's fit is because he's our captain. Yeah. In my opinion, Fernandez is better. Clark's better. So he's probably we're third best centre-back at the club, to be honest. And, you know, he's not the only one. We're vice-captain Shelby. He's had a poor season. There's obviously Joel Linton, another one like Bruce, that we slay week in, week out. Yeah. I think everyone knows why it's quite a lot of them, to be honest. Yeah, you made another signing in the summer as well, who I, I said then, everyone was calling for us to get him. I was saying, no, he's absolutely crap. 
please, please don't get him. And everyone was like, oh, he's brilliant, just in a poor side. Jamal Lewis, what what have you made of him? Um, <laughs> you see, now we see it. Now you see it. He's a low one I could have put in my previous question. Yeah. Uh, he started... He started all right to me. I wouldn't say he was good. He started okay, but as the seasons went on, he, he can't do anything consistently. Like, you'll have one good week and then four bad weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's not good enough, really. It comes to something when, you know, we've got an injured almost all the time Paul Dummett who can come into the side and look ten times better than him, really. Yeah. Um, that's interesting that you said that because... I certainly thought when you signed him, at least, I thought, wow, at least Ashley's spending some money, but not in the right place. Um, can you can you tell everyone who were the other players you signed in the summer? Um, obviously, Callum Wilson being mm-hmm. the biggest one. I think without him at the minute, we'd already be relegated easily. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fraser, who's had injuries here and there, which have really let him down so far. He's unfortunately picked up a groin injury away on international duty with Scotland so he won't feature tomorrow afternoon against you guys um, obviously Jamal Lewis like we've covered there before and racking me brains was there anyone else? I think Jeff Hendrick Jeff. Oh, yeah right there we go that explains why I, I thought there was another one but it wasn't quite coming to us he's another one who's been useless this season like I said there's, there's, there's many of them yeah yeah fair enough um this week, John Joe Shelby um, came out in the media, who we all know when he was younger was a West Ham fan, but with these comments, you wouldn't have thought it. I called, um, I saw some Newcastle fans agreeing with this comment, um, and in response, I called them the most deluded fan base in the league, if I'm honest. Um, John Joe Shelby said on paper, Newcastle have a better side than, um, than West Ham. What do you make of that? Uh, well, if I think of it briefly, I, I, I think it's quite a close call, to be honest with you, because like I said, our squad without Steve Bruce and our half-decent manager were, were easily in top top ten, potentially that top eight bracket when you've got Sam Maximum, Wilson, Fraser, who can come into the side. We've got two goalkeepers who are outstanding this season. It's We've got quite a nice squad, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, it's, like I said, it's quite a close one. And uh, I don't think I'd want to call it, to be honest with you. Fair enough. Um, what about in your midfield as well? Isaac Caden's a player who I always see Newcastle fans giving, giving praise to. What have you made of him? And the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Longstaff, who was better than Declan Rice, we were all told. Um, <laughs> tell us a bit about them too. Isaac Hayden, first since he signed from Arsenal in that season, we were last in the championship. I think that was 16 17, I want to say. Yeah. If I've got that wrong, I'm sorry, Newcastle fans, but I think that's right. Um, yeah, Isaac Hayden, in my opinion, has been our most important player. He sits in front of that defence week in, week out, and he, he never, never puts a foot wrong. In my opinion, he's probably one of the most underrated players in the league. He's very, very good. Sean Longstaff, on the other hand, what's happened to him? Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you, had, you had that breakout season with him. And second, it's just, he's been a one-season wonder. Second yeah. season, that's a really, didn't really happen for him. I, it, it makes us think if, obviously, Matty Longstaff coming in the season after, he's just kind of stole Sean's limelight and he's just gave up. Kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. he just went backwards ever since his brother Matty turned up, really. Well, be honest, was you part of the uh, Longstaff's better than Rice um, patrol? Oh, right. Rice is, Rice is an outstanding player. <laughs> levels <laughs> levels ahead of Sean Longstaff, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and before we get into the combined 11, you just mentioned him, Matty Longstaff. What about him? See, he's a. I wouldn't say he hasn't really featured enough to say if he's been good or bad this season, to be honest. Once again, Bruce doesn't have a clue what he's doing. I think we had a game last month sometime on the Saturday, and I think he was playing for Newcastle's under-23s against Sunderland's 23s on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why, why is he playing with the 23s when he's fit? Like, 
it, it just doesn't make any sense because Bruce, Bruce and Hendrick, you know, there's something going on there because he, he can't play football. He is useless. <laughs> and now he makes this squad every week. You can make the squad tomorrow as well. Watch. Well, whether that's oh, on he the scored, bench. He or... scored in the reverse fixture, didn't he? He scored. <laughs> if he scores against you tomorrow, he, the West Ham squad needs to take a serious look at themselves, honestly. He's, yeah. he's got to be one of the worst players I've seen in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am still quite worried about tomorrow. I know on paper you think, but with results this season, Christ, if we don't win, we may as well hang up our boots. But we just can't seem to beat Newcastle. Um, last season, I think you beat us 3-2, in which was one of the most defensively shocking displays I've ever seen. <laughs> Manuel yeah. Pellegrini with horrific tactical approach I saw St Maximin one on one with um, Fabianski about 52 times and then the two all when we I'm pretty sure we yeah we scored both goals conceded straight away especially when Suchek scored from the corner and then I can't remember who it was but someone scored a rebound about six seconds later so yeah Newcastle is banana skin is what I'm trying to say so if you... about Sorry to interrupt. Suchek as well. He, yeah. he he's a freak. There's, he, you see, I swear he scores every week. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty. Uh, good. Yeah, he's... I don't understand. How much did you sign him for? Uh, I think overall it was about uh, eighteen million with Cologne as well. Uh, very very good player. That Kufal as well. He was from Slavia Prague as well, wasn't he? Oh yeah, that that guy is at. That, that, you could make a case for him being even better. So foul, the guy's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm saying. I, I thought Shelby's point of the um equal squads would have been not too unfair when it came to last season, but I think Suchek and Soufal especially have been arguably one of the best in their position in the league this season. So. Yeah. He's taken us up a notch as well. Finally, David yeah. Moyes, before we get into the combined 11, what have you made of him? Uh, he surprised us, to be honest. I mean, obviously, looking at his squad, which it's got some very good players in it now. Obviously, we said there's Stu Fowles, Sue Jack Lingard, Jared Bourne. So, some very good players in the squad, but yeah, you, you can't expect him to get out of the squad what he has, and he's done outstanding this season, to be fair. Yeah, you can't, you can't yeah. I said today in the preview, West Ham and Newcastle both. It's going to be interesting because neither of us like having the ball for long, uh, possession-wise. Yeah. The difference is we like to counter-attack. Steve Bruce uh, get is allergic to it. I mean, the man probably faints when he sees more than three or four people commit commit yeah. forward. So, um, we'll start with the combined eleven now. Make your case for the goalkeeper. Uh, well, I, I, I'd argue. Either of our goalkeepers could go in there, to be honest. I mean, what kind of seasons Fabianski had? Obviously, I'm not too sure on that. What's he been like? Uh, he's been pretty good, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I think all three are pretty even, if I'm honest, overall. So, I think... Uh, I think... The... Go on, I'll let you finish. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think um, I'd expect us to have more players in this eleven, but I think with the goalkeepers, it wouldn't be unfair to say if you... If you got the keeper, if I had to pick one of Dubravka, Dalu, obviously, though, I'd have to be the one that's played the majority this season. Been quite unexpected how well he's played. He's been outstanding, Carl Dalu. Yeah, was it? Wasn't he quite a laughing stock? But before this season, he was quite an quite a poor backup, wasn't he? Or am I getting that wrong? Because a few times I've seen him in previous years, and he just looked—he didn't look that great, if I'm honest. I don't know, I'd probably say, in my opinion, I'd probably see where wrong with that. I don't think he's had much of a chance. <laughs> yeah. The only time he's consistently, well, I'm trying to think, did he consistently play in the Championship? Because we had Matt Sells back then. But he yeah. played a lot more of that Championship season, but he hasn't really had a look in, obviously, until this season, since Dubravka arrived. Yeah. Dubravka was class last season, weren't he? Yeah, 100%. He, he, he's... Dolo this season, Dubravka last season, one of the best keepers in the league, to be fair, easily up there. Yeah. In terms of performances. 
Right, fair enough. We'll go Carl Darlow in goal, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. Right back, I think this one's fairly obvious. Um, what have you just... <laughs> I know you've already mentioned him, but what have you made of... I don't know how much you've watched of West Ham, but what have you made of, of Soufal? Well, obviously, in the rare occasion I watch West Ham, obviously, I don't watch them every week like you do, but uh, yeah, he's, he's been another one, like I said, like Suchek that's come in and just played in the Premier League like he's been here for five years. Yeah. Rather than just arriving, like he's just getting to it like a duck to water, to be honest. He's just, he's quite good, yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of our right backs, Emil Kraft, bang average. I don't think he deserves a stick he gets from Newcastle fans. But he's yeah. not good. But he's not that bad either. Harry Mankiw mm-hmm. on his day can be very, I wouldn't say very good, but he can be decent. He's better than Kraft yeah. is. But not none of them touch Kufal, not a chance. Yeah, fair enough. I, I saw Mankiw getting a lot of stick from Newcastle fans not too long ago, either, to be fair. So, um, I think it's he's fair enough. Quite, that... He's quite a good Go player, man. He can play left back as well. He's he's quite ver- well, I say quite versatile. He can play left back and right back. That's it. But <laughs> like I said, he's better than Kraft, and he's a. I don't think he deserves the hate he gets. To be honest, now again, he's quite a consistent performer, in my opinion. Right, fair enough. And um, we'll go to the centre backs. Who's the first player you'd like to put forward, either from Newcastle or West Ham? Um. Well, I'll mention who I think my two would be, and then I'd be intrigued to see what your two would be, kind of thing. Yep. So, in my opinion, what I've seen of West Ham, Craig Dawson's been pretty good for you. So, I'd go Craig Dawson, and then looking at what I said earlier on about Clark, Fernandez, Lascelles, I think Fernandez is our best defender. So, I'd go Fernandez, Dawson at the back. All right, fair enough. I think. Um, probably because of his injury, you might have missed him. But there's one guy who's been better than Dawson for West Ham, in my opinion. And I'd say he'd have been our hammer of the year until he got injured. And that's um Ogbonna. The guy was an has been the guy's been a joke for about fifteen, sixteen months. He's been fantastic. Um, Dawson's been scoring a few own goals lately, so I'd stick <laughs> I'd stick Ogbonna in there ahead of um ahead of of Dawson and then the other yeah. centre back as you say will either be Fernandez, Dawson or you could make a case for if it was on overall ability I have no doubt Diop would be in here but form has sort of hurt him if that makes sense I think probably so, on Bonner and Fernandez. yeah we'll go with that because I think if Fernandez played for us he'd look a similar sort of level to Dawson has um, in the fact yeah. He's a good. I remember him at Swansea, particularly with Fabianski. Was um, then they were their two best players that year. They went down. Um, left back, I think, is another quite obvious one. Last season, I called Aaron Creswell a Tranmere left back. I called him a Championship left back, and I called him a disgrace. Well, I don't think I said that last one, but <laughs> but um, <laughs> I have no doubt that this season he's been better than Jamal Lewis. What's your thoughts? Well, uh, yeah, 100% really. If you, if you look at our left-backs, Paul Dummett's on the injury table more than he's off it. And Jamal Lewis, well, like I said earlier, he plays good one week and then you don't see him again until the next month, really. So, yeah, Creswell. <laughs> yeah, Creswell's... His dead balls are probably amongst the best in the league. Defensively, at times, the man is Casper the Ghost. But <laughs> he's not got much competition here, if I'm honest, so... He slots straight in. Um, what formation do you think we should we should go with? Um, I'm trying to think of your squad off the top of my head. Now, what what would you say your strongest positions are? More central or out wide? I'd say the two defensive midfielders are arguably uh, yeah. our best players. Um, I'm trying to think. Do we go four three three because then we can chuck a Hayden in there or hmm. Your call. We'll go either four two three one or four three three. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go four two three one. I think four two three one. Yeah, that way we can fit in um, two of your players rather than one that I thought of. But um, well, depends what you want. But anyway, we'll go. <laughs> the defensive midfielders first. Who who would you say is the two? 
You'd say. I mean, as much as it pains us to say, because like I said before, Isaac Hayden, outstanding. And he has been for years until he got injured. Probably one of the most underrated players in the league again, like I said earlier, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Outstanding CPM. But especially the way you perform, you can't look past two checking race at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, I was saying in the, in the week, I'd take Hayden as. Um, if we get Champions League and you for some reason go down, I'd try snap Hayden up for a um for a backup because I think although I think on the ball he's very he's not great on the ball. I think defensively he's fantastic in his tackling. Um and I'd certainly say if, if him or um if Rice or Suchek got injured I'd be far less frightened with with him coming into the lineup than somebody like well uh, no, Noble's played well recently, so I wouldn't say that. But let's just say we've not really got much, much depth in that position. Well, it's one of them, isn't it? Isn't he? Is he retiring end of this season? Yeah, uh, no, next year's his. Um, oh, next year. His last year, yeah. Right, oh, well, there you go. You, you might have here the season after that. We'll go down. You're a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last Very week against Newcastle fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last week Noble was. Unbelievable against Leicester. Probably, I I gave him my man the match. But we'll move on yeah. to the three behind the striker now. Um, we'll go with the left. Well, I I uh, presume I mean, you put Saint Maximin in this team. One that's absolutely nailed on Saint Maximin. The man's a freak. <laughs> it's just outrageous. Like he's class. What would you put him on the left or the right? Because I know he switches quite a bit. I'd probably play him on the left because he has that ability to, to coincide. He's done it against Burnley home and away. With, I said it to a few of my mates last week. The goals he scored last week against Burnley away and the goal he scored last year at home to Burnley, they're almost identical. It's quite mm-hmm. strange. So Tarkovsky on both of them, wasn't it? I, I like, well, no, not that goal he did. I think it was more of a direct run through the middle, actually. Bit of yeah. a shimmy on the edge of the box, how he's it in the corner, but Looking at his other goals, obviously you've got the one he scored away at Oxford. Yes, mm-hmm. when Newcastle don't do things easy, the goal that won with the game against Oxford in the FA Cup. Nathan <laughs> Holland with that great. Can we can we quickly say on loan West Ham player Nathan Holland? <laughs> what a volley that was! I, I was at the game. That was it was some game to be fair. I was interviewed by a, a foreign TV platform. I think it was being Sports. Yeah. I was talking to them on their channel before and after the game, and I, I, I correctly predicted the score, so it was quite funny. Got that bang <laughs> on. I was like, oh, we won't do things easily. We didn't. I was spot on, and it went well. But yeah, like I said, going back to the question, St. Maximin on the left, cutting in, he's, that's probably his best place. Yeah, St. Maximin to watch is unbelievable with his rainbow flicks and that. The one yeah. thing I have been critical with him of, which I still don't think he's perfected, but I think he's improving slowly. I said last year, for example, against West Ham, the man had about four one-on-ones and he just could not score to save his life. Um, if you was to say one thing that he needs to improve on, is it finishing? Um, that would definitely be one of them up there. Yeah, I think... Especially looking at the squad now, when we've got the likes of Callum Wilson in there, Miguel Almiron who chips in. He's as much as he's got the skills and he's quite a, you know, individual. Quite a, I don't know what way to put this. Like everyone just sees him as that one player that tries to do everything. Yeah, a non-Steve Bruce player. Yeah, but I think it's <laughs> it's one of them when he's got the Almirons and Wilsons around him. He's he's happy to do his bit of skill, get his head up and play the pass yeah. so he doesn't have to finish which he, he does quite well but yeah it's probably finishing because he would be outrageous if he could pull yeah. out of the back a lot better as well yeah I'm quite surprised that Steve Bruce signed him to be honest because I think that man will have heart attacks every time he tries <laughs> to take someone on after <laughs> Steve Bruce's play style but we've got St. Maximilian on the left I think the attacking midfielder is absolutely nailed on the guy has been um, like he, if he carries on and joins next season and carries on this form, he's getting up to Piat levels. Um, I wouldn't say so yet because it's ridiculous to say that already when Piat was 
probably the best player I've seen at West Ham. But what have you made of Lingard? Lingard, once again, obviously I don't watch West Ham. We we are, I do see the highlights. Obviously, I don't see his full ninety minutes every. But he's, since he's joined us, like I seen, I remember when he's when you signed him in January, and I was sitting there, I was like, "How's this gonna go?" Yeah. It, it was not there where I was like, "Is it just a bit of a panic buy?" Had a bit more mm-hmm. depth in the squad, but Christ, what a player! Like you didn't yeah. expect that happen, did you? No, I I thought right. I think I thought well, he can swap weekly with four hours, you know, in and out the squad. Maybe a, a good versatile player help us get Europe. I didn't think he'd be the the main reason we get to the top four. Yeah. I mean, if I'm just to say some of his goals quickly, I don't know if you've seen them. Leicester last week he scored a first time volley. Wolves he ran from his own half and scored. Tottenham, he scored a volley. Um, Arsenal, he scored a volley. Um, I'm probably missing an, another amazing goal, but I mean, he, yeah, he's been a joke, is the point. It's all right. Obviously, looking like you said with his goal against Leicester last week, you know, your performance against Leicester side, they were battling for the same kind of thing. What a performance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the kind of thing that concerns us going into tomorrow's game, to be honest. Like, yeah. To think you can you can perform like that against a Leicester, who's a very good side nowadays. That's that's one of the worrying bits. Other than that, you know, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, yeah. That I was saying before the Leicester game, I I predicted a three-one loss because of our injuries. I said basically, if we win, it's a three-three points in my in my eyes because this was the game I was looking at as the one where we needed to win, um, if we to get top four but if we get six yeah. points out of this and Leicester I mean it, the Champions League music's going to be playing around my house already <laughs> it'll, it'll be bad if you use uh, Champions League like fair yeah. but it yeah, will be like yeah would it'll it, be fun, it, funny to see sorry to interrupt would it, would it annoy you though as obviously if things went fully back to normal and you couldn't have four crowds four Champions League games um, yeah, I'd be annoyed if that happened, to be honest. I, I'm really hoping, well, that for me, they have to have the crowds back next season, full stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I'm thinking is, the main reason I want Champions League is for the crowd experience, you know, how amazing it'll be seeing the West Ham players walk out to the pitch against the <laughs> Barcelona or Real Madrid. I don't want to be yeah. seeing them on the te- telly. I'm not, because we know we're probably not going to win anyway, are we? So the, the thing we want is the experience. Um, and uh, if if we're just going to have no crowd getting pumped six nil, I mean, there's there's not much point. But um, yeah, so the crowd have to be there for me. Yeah, not that was like us last season in the FA Cup, where <laughs> I think it was at the quarters. I think it was the quarters we went out of Man City, and the, the teams left in the competition weren't that grand. To be honest, or obviously the likes of City. And we're looking at that, we're like, could this be our year? But in, in a sense, I'm, like, it sounds stupid, but I'm glad we lost to City and went out. Because mm-hmm. if we would have had a semi-final or final at Wembley and Newcastle fans wouldn't be able to go here, it would have been horrible. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. That I don't want to see West Ham playing in the Champions League with no crowd. You just won't remember it, simple as that. And... European away days, going to Barcelona to watch West Ham would be, it would, well, I mean, it would be amazing. So, Obviously, yeah. he's went to Europe, in the Europa League uh, a few years, but that didn't go too well, did it? But did you have any experience <laughs> with that? Um, well, I mean, we, yeah, we didn't have much of a Europe. We had some, um, I think we played some Irish side or whatever we played, and then we went out to Astragogo two years in a row. <laughs> Um, one year through the Fair Play Award we got in and um, <laughs> and we lost to Astragogo and the next year we came well we came 7th and we went out to Astragogo again so it wasn't, it wasn't great seeing us go out to a Romanian team whose transfer record was uh, like 15 quid Christ I think it was <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the topic of European football when we were in the Europa League, that, that that seems like years upon years upon years ago now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think how many it is, but it, it seems a lot longer than it is. But that that was some experience. 
Yeah. And I think back then I was still in like secondary school and like maybe mates were like, right, finishing school on the Thursday, Europa League the night. We, d- we didn't realise what that actually meant at that point. Like, yeah. that, that, that's European football. That's something that I probably won't see again for Christ knows how long, really. Yeah. It, it was just the whole experience of it. Obviously, we got we went out to Benfica. That that was the build up to that game was quite interesting. <laughs> Got a bit of a funny story for you for the Benfica fans actually. Um, so in the build up to the game, obviously people go to get food, things like that. <laughs> Went in McDonald's. I've, I've never seen McDonald's like it in my life. Half of it was Newcastle fans, half of it was Benfica fans, and there was just a line of police through it. Yeah. Uh, so this this is just bizarre, but like. They're, they're the experiences, like the weird things you remember, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that my my dream. Well, I wouldn't say my dream, but one of my things I wanted to see for West Ham for years and years and years. It was the past like five years. Um, in terms of no, not five years. We've been back about Christ. I've really miscalculated that. I'd say we've been back in Europe, like thinking we can battle for Europe for six or seven years now. Um, obviously, a lot of seasons it's not gone to plan at all. 16th place is far from ideal. But um, but the, what I'm trying to say is seventh was always the aim and the aim was always to see us play Europa League football. Now we're in the position we're in, I think I'd almost be disappointed, not disappointed, but I wouldn't be that excited for Europa League games because I've watched yeah. a lot of the Europa League this season and uh, it is a bit boring, um, but obviously seeing West Ham in Europe would be incredible no matter what. And for me, if you're going to be in Europa League, you have to be in the stadium to enjoy it, those sort of things. It's one of them, like you said before, I think, isn't it? When, when you hang around somewhere for so long, as much as you shouldn't have it, you just kind of need it, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. it sounds like a completely unrealistic thing to match it, though, but it's the same as like when Mimi is play football manager. Yeah. Like, there'll be seasons where, like, I'll, I'll be bad, no, like, in one of my saves I'm doing at the minute, my mates Watford and Bournemouth, I think we're three quarters of the way through the season and I'm still hanging on to a Champions League spot, like, second season. So I got promoted and I'm hanging in for the Champions League. And if you want to drop out of that, like you said, like, it would just be a big kick in the teeth, even though you were meant to be there. Yeah, it's almost like you just lose the enthusiasm, I. I remember, yeah. I mean, we're going on a bit of a tangent now, but I remember when I used to play <laughs> FIFA, but and um, say I was in the 18th season, no, the like the fifth season of my Brentford career mode, I built it all up, got all the academy stars in, and we're battling for top four, and we end up getting fifth. I just lose the, uh, I mean, like next season, I'm like, oh, I've seen in every match. But yeah, we've gone on a bit of a tangent now. Yeah, <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, moving All to the right. Jesse Lingo there. What a player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right midfield. For me for me it's Jared Bowen personally. Uh eight eight goals this season. He was ne- I think he actually wanted to join Newcastle. Um I'm not sure if that was true or not, but yeah, Nick, yeah, Mike Mike Ashley didn't end up stepping up the cash and I'm sure um, Bowen doesn't reject, uh, regret his decision anymore. What do you think? Well, it's one of them. Obviously, he's not going to, you know, look back and think, oh, I should have went, you know, up to St. James' part to play Brucey Ball week in, week out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's an absolute horrendous style of play. Like, <laughs> in a sense, I'm almost glad I'm not there because when it's on TV and it, it goes horrible, I can turn it off. Yeah. Where, you, you know, you don't really get that luxury in the stadium. I can't just sit there and close my eyes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't work like that. But obviously, looking at what we is, Jacob Murphy has been quite good. He's probably mm-hmm. been one of our better players recently. Be recently, to be honest, obviously nowhere near Jared Bowen. Um, yeah, he has, impre- he, has, he has impressed me. He's one of yeah. those players. It was a bit like Mason Mount last year. A really weird comparison now because obviously Mason <laughs> Mount's one of the, the best midfielders in the world. But well, a bit far, but. Mason Mount um, last year, I wanted him to do really well at Chelsea because it was almost like that underdog story, like surrounded by loads of big names. Hadn't really been heard of before and he really performed. Yeah. Murphy was always a bit average um, and this year he sort of just stepped up and just 
I don't know. I've just really wanted him to succeed because um, it's once again, it's like that underdog story. I never thought he'd really break through at Newcastle. You see, I think the thing that's done it for him is he's actually a Newcastle fan. So is his brother Josh. Yeah, aren't uh, they twins? Them two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I want to see the reason he's actually stepped up is because he actually supports the club and it actually means something to him. Mm-hmm. Where when you look at the likes of your John Joe Shelby's, your Jeff Hendricks, your Joel Linton's, Steve Bruce, well, well, Steve Bruce is well, well, Steve Bruce is meant to be a Newcastle fan, but I, I'm not bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's one of them because he supports the club. I think it means a lot more to him to perform. Like it's not just ninety minutes on a football pitch; it actually means something. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, like. I've seen him. He just looks much more enthusiastic than the other players. I'm a, yeah. I, I do like Almiron, but I, I don't think he's really lived up to the reputation he had in the MLS. I mean, yes, I probably could do well in that league, but um, <laughs> I can but, agree with that. To be fair, I think Miguel Almiron. Some Newcastle fans wait here for this if they're listening, but I, I don't think he deserves the hype he gets week in, week out. Because yeah. yes, yes, he puts a graft in, but so, so would I. If I played for Newcastle, if I pulled on that chair, you put the effort in. Wouldn't yeah. have. I mean, obviously, like I said before, not everyone does. But you look at the likes of Jacob Murphy; he's putting in the effort. Miguel Almiron does, and you know, potentially getting similar, if not better, numbers. Yeah. Recently, anyways, obviously not in the past but yeah he's one of them obviously he, he helps quite a lot gets goals and assists here and there but it's just it's not consistent enough and it doesn't deserve the praise it gets kind of thing yeah yeah I've seen a lot of people put him in there combined, I saw a few combined 11s today and I saw him over Bowen I was I feel like what I mean he has less goals less assists I, I, I don't know is he just getting brownie points for Smiling at the fans or something. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing you can't fault him for. Like, he's always smiling, always putting the graft in. But for me personally, yeah. like you said, like he just needs to step up that bit more. Take more yeah. of Jared, just like I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think some of the fans um, have been like, every time they see the man do a thumbs up at the camera, they probably are just like in absolute awe. Like, oh my God. Um, but we'll move to the striker now, and I think, in all honesty, I'd put it's he's quite tight because last season Antonio outscored Wilson, but I think this season Wilson's just, as I said at Goodison, it's one of the best striker performances I've seen all season. Personally, I thought it was unbel- uh, brilliant that day. I think obviously the thing you've got to look at with Wilson, obviously you said it, he's performed better than Antonio potentially this season. The other thing with that is he's performed like that in a very poor Newcastle side. Yeah. Now to get them goals, like I said earlier, without him getting them goals, we definitely wouldn't be in you know the potential position to stay in the league. We'd be in kind of Sheffield United zone at this point without him. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Newcastle game was the only game that, well, I mean, you beat us comfortably enough, but I think that was more down to us being absolutely shocking, really. But the, Ever- the Everton game, when you played them, was the only game where I thought, wow, this was a complete performance and Bruce actually tactically beat Ancelotti. Um, other, almost every other game I've seen Newcastle, even at the start of the season, you actually... Result-wise, you started pretty well, but to be fair to your fans, you were all still bruised out because you were seeing you were. I mean, you were having like one shot. They was having thirty-seven, and you was drawing one all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just the way Bruce plays. To be honest, I think the infuriating bit was there's been games where we play on the front foot, we're positive, we get a goal, and then <laughs> it's almost like, oh, let's just sit on the edge of the box for the crack of it, and let let's just let them attack with. Where yeah. it just results in the opposition scoring every time. Where if we actually continue to play positive football, surprisingly, that's how you get points in football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, awesome. I be- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. So, to everyone listening now, the combined 11 is um, Darlow, Soufal, Fernandez, Ogbonna, 
Creswell, Rice, Suljek, Bowen, Lingard, um, Alan St. Maximin and and um, Callum Wilson up front. So I think it's a pretty good team to be fair. Quite, well, it's pretty similar to the one we've got now in the fact that Wilson's. I think the players that you um, put in are slightly better than some of the names we have. Like Alan St. Maximin, for example, I'd say is. Ben Rama's play style is pretty similar to his, but St. Maximin's yeah. just a more polished version at the moment. Whether that's down to the fact that you could argue Ben Rama's not been given enough time. I don't know what you've seen of him. Yeah, I mean, I saw something, I think it was on... I'm trying to think. I think it was a Brentford page. I saw and Brentford are interested in getting them back if you just yeah. don't see both his performances in Brentford come up. Yeah, I'd be I'd be really disappointed to see him go. To be honest, is you know them players where you just know he has it, but it's just not happened yet. I don't know at Newcastle. I can probably yeah. think of a few examples. Um, but you know that like you sign them play, like you can see that he has it every time he plays. Honestly, he's really well, I really think good. A, a, very, a very good comparison. Obviously, he had the ability and he showed it for a while, but then he just kind of died off. with hadn't been off. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was going to mention him, but I thought that that one year he was really good, wasn't he? I, I was going to say he, he had, you know, that that season or two. He, he was just outstanding. Uh, you, you couldn't fault maybe you know the occasions where he held on the ball a bit too long here and there, but he, he just spoiled himself really, and his career went down the drain. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, oh my god, I've just thought Steve Bruce signed him at Hull. I don't know how he did that either. He must have had a heart attack watching him play. But... <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's in the Maybe he just needs like a, a Ben Arthur saying maximum just to keep the fans happy, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Before we move on, <laughs> um, where's Mo Diame now? Eh, hey, I want to see he's playing in Qatar or Dubai or something like that. Really, I th- I completely didn't realise that you got rid of him. I I thought he was pretty good at one point for you, or for that short spell he had a, a few good games in the prem. But I don't know. Yeah. What I think he's think? another one that got quite a lot. Agree. I mean, obviously he wasn't amazing, but he wasn't bad either. He's another one that yeah. it seems like loads of players get quite a lot of grief. But it's one of them where we, we don't expect Champions League. We just want to perform a bit better than we are. Modi Army, going back to him, like, <laughs> there's one thing that sticks into my mind. Like, as soon as he mentioned Modi Army, one thing came to my mind, and that was his goal against Brighton. Yeah, it hit his heel, didn't <laughs> it? And it sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and to think, you know, that's that's one of the reasons why we won the title on the final day. It just makes him laugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so lucky, wasn't it? That guy. <laughs> I mean, he definitely didn't mean it, did he? No, not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, Modi Army gone back to Qatar to buy now for everyone watching. Um, bit of a fall from grace. I, I, I might be wrong. He could have also moved on since then. It's around them neck of the woods somewhere. Something yeah. like that. Who knows? Yeah, because yeah, for a while when he was at us, he was like, oh, if I'm going to leave, I want it to be a top six team. Um, and quite a, 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 quite a few were interested. Wound up at Hull City, which isn't really top six, but um, I mean the Tigers, Steve Bruce, what a move that was. Um, Steve Bruce is, seems to be a big the Army fan, I suppose. But anyway, what's your um, score prediction for tomorrow? Um, I'm gonna be optimistic on the basis that you know we actually done something last weekend. But the problem with that is so did you use. Uh, it's yeah. going to be quite a tight game, in my opinion. I'll go... Mm, try. You see, I can see you scoring, but I'm in the debate of whether I can see us actually scoring two. Um, yeah. it. 2-1 Newcastle. OK, fair enough. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Um, I think it's a game... I think, I think we'll win, if I'm honest. I think we have two... I think Lingard's just going to be so up for it. Um, yeah. It will be interesting. If if Wilson doesn't start, I'm so confident because Joel Linton is so bad. I'm, I'm sorry, that man is... Looking at our injury news going into tomorrow, obviously I mentioned it earlier with Ryan Fraser. 
He's out mm. with a groin injury. Picked that up with Scotland in the international break, so he'll miss tomorrow's game. Fabian Shaw has just recently returned to training this week, so he won't be ready for tomorrow. But other than that, I think they're, they're the only two that's going to be out. Uh, mm-hmm. Alan Sin, Maximan, Callum Wilson, according to Bruce Sinney's press conference earlier today, they should be set to start. Whether they do start, because once again, it's Steve Bruce, who knows, probably going to be Joel Linton, and who knows, you, you know, yeah. we'll see. It should be, you know, don't quote us on it, but it should be Sin, Maximan and Wilson from the start of the marrow. Yeah, I'm really hoping Wilson don't. But the, I'm, the thing is, Ogbonna is expected to be back tomorrow. Um, once again, don't quote me on that as well, because the man has been in, out injured for as long as Wilson. So, I would, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if this makes sense if both started or didn't start. So it's fifty-fifty on both for me. I, I think both of our big players in Wilson Max, they're, they're they're both fit. There's no question yeah. of that. It's just if. You know what Bruce wants to do with his day, to be honest with you, we'll see. Yeah, the the only thing I'm thinking is, um, didn't did Wilson play any part last week against Burnley? Uh, he did, yes. Him and you see, it's, it's I'm trying to think because I actually didn't watch last last week's game. I had a Sunday league game. <laughs> um, I, <think laughs> I didn't watch. I I didn't watch Rolls either. I had a Sunday league game. I think uh, Sam Maximan and well, if I'm being told correctly. I think I think Maxi and Wilson came on at the same time, or if not similar. So yeah, they both got okay. a similar amount of minutes, and I like to be looking at what Maxi done. So let's hope it's Wilson's or I mean either of them tomorrow to turn up really. Right. Okay. That's disappointing. <laughs> I thought, I thought <laughs> Wilson. I thought Wilson didn't play a part, and like I was going to say, oh, we might need a ten-minute cameo first, but yeah, you never know. Uh, final question before we end the podcast. Do you think you'll get relegated? Uh, you see, it's one of the. If you watch my live streams at all, I know obviously earlier on you mentioned the one I did with Ryan Taylor about a month ago back. But uh, like, I do one. Well, I try to do one when I'm free after most match days, and I ask this question to my guests all the time. And obviously, it changes week in, week out. Now, weeks back, I really wasn't positive, but when you look at, you know, we're actually turning up. Last week gives us a bit more hope, but I said it to my mates and other people weeks ago. Our fate is decided on how well or how bad Fulham perform. And looking at the position we're in at the moment, I think we're going to stay up. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it was like us last year; it was the same thing. I mean, I was going, I was getting asked, "What's my championship eleven for next season?" Um, <laughs> So, yeah, but I, if I'm honest with you, I, the only re- part where I was like, yeah, we could we could be gone here. Turn a year for lockdown. We played Wolves and, my God, was we bad. It was like watching Ghostbusters. The players, <laughs> it, it, was a, it was 11 Statues of Liberty on that pitch. And, my God, I, I, I think I only watched about it. I watched the first half so bored, so uninspired. I was like, get out. I'm not watching none of this anymore. We played Tottenham after. I mean, it was slightly better, but we still lost. And then we beat Chelsea. So there's always you that see, bit when of. You, when you mention that there, that, that just brings memories to my mind. It almost fits. It almost fits perfectly, to be honest. Obviously, we had Brighton, which at that yeah. point we lost that game. I was like, right, I give up. We're down. We're not staying up. It isn't happening. And then the next week, yeah. like you said in your story, there we had Spurs, and. Obviously, we didn't win, but we didn't lose. We got a point, and it, it was progress, really, to think, you know, we got a point there. One last week from, like I said, weeks ago, I was like, right, we're dead and buried. It's over. Where now? We've got a chance. Yeah. Yeah, before we end, I've just got a story on that. Last week, I watched the... I had my Sunday league game, but I had time to watch the Newcastle-Burnley first half beforehand, right? I'll be honest, I didn't... I'm a I'm an avid Burnley watcher. Like I watch, for some reason I seem to tune <laughs> into every Burnley. I seem to tune into every Burnley game, and the first half I thought, wow, Newcastle are really, really bad. Um, and I remember I didn't even bother looking at the full time result at the end of my Sunday league match because I thought, well, they've won. Got home, watched the 
watched the um, Leicester West Ham game back, and because um, I had it on record, and they showed Super Sunday results two one Newcastle. I was like, what the? How was that happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, that's an interesting one. But I'm gonna let you go now. This has actually been really, really good podcast. I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think it's one thing I'm looking to do myself. To be fair, whether that's Newcastle related or just a bigger football podcast in general. To be fair, yeah, yeah, I must admit, yeah, it depends on how you you're doing. I think if it was me last year, I, I don't know if I would have started the podcast. Well, I didn't, so because we were losing every week, I didn't really want to come on <laughs> every week. Right, nice four nil loss. Um, What's your positives and things like that? But I think it's yeah, quite interesting. Obviously, maybe dependent just Newcastle, depending on how we perform. I think like maybe a whole Premier League podcast could be a good idea. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, like, definitely. Obviously, you bring myself, yourself, maybe a few other guys together. We could sit down talk the Premier League every. That could be an interesting move. Yeah. See what happens, really. Yeah, yeah, it could be interesting and. Yeah, there's quite a few platforms. I know people do it on... I find Spotify the easiest, but um, people do it on YouTube and all that. I find it a bit more... The problem with YouTube for me is that you can't... Um, like, you have you can't, like, just scroll through and listen at the same time. Um, yeah, but anyway, the rest of this, I'll just tell you off air. I'm sure they don't really want to hear how we're going to be setting <laughs> Bog. <laughs> so, um, thank you, everyone, for... Uh, for listening thank you for coming on um the podcast not a problem it's been a pleasure thanks for thanks for having us hopefully newcastle can turn up and win and put in the position i say if we can win tomorrow you say we're, we're in the premier league next season in my opinion so yeah yeah unless unless fulham suddenly win all their games so yeah thank you everyone for watching um um, I'm, I'm, well, I don't, I don't apologise. But if you didn't enjoy the parts where we went on a bit of a tangent, then, um, well, I don't know what to say to you. But thank you, everyone, for for uh, for listening, and um, let's hope that we we beat Newcastle. Hopefully not.